Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Lauren Marks. And my name is Michelle Moss. And we are so happy to have our listeners here on our Monday. And again, every single time Lauren and I get together before we record, we have a barrage of thoughts to each other. And it's it's a therapy session. It's a brainstorming session. It's a friendship connection, all of the above. And I'm so thankful for you, Lauren. I'm thankful for you. And I feel like today we're both like equally fired up. Maybe it's the topic. I don't know, but feel like we're just, we have so much on our hearts and are ready to share. Yes. And again, I'm, I'm appreciative that Lauren brought this entire series to the forefront as far as reaching the best version of ourselves and our fullest potential. And, and today we're going to talk about um, getting out of our comfort zone. So what does that mean to you, Lauren? Well, honestly, when I thought about it, I was thinking this morning when I was getting ready and just the thought of it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've just kind of scratch the surface of saying yes to the scary things. And if there's someone listening, that's like, just really knows that they're holding themselves back. This is the part that I want you to hear. Like you just have to start because if you let the fear be the thing that's like getting in your way, you're never going to start those scary. it, It is super scary to get out of your comfort zone. Like I told Michelle, there's times where I'm saying yes to things. And I literally want to puke, but I know those are the things that stretch us the most. Those are the things that like, after you achieve it, you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I just did that. So if you are holding yourself back, I promise you just have to start. And even if it's that first little thing that feels uncomfortable, just do it, rip off the bandaid, don't overthink it and go. Yeah. And I think the reason people stay in their comfort zone is because, well, psychologically speaking, it's a familiar space. It's where you feel at ease and safe. And that's supposed to reduce anxiety if you feel like you're in control over something. But on the other hand, if you're stuck in a job or stuck in a plateau of not working out or stuck in a position where you're not starting something new, that creates more anxiety. So the very thing that you think is keeping you from being anxious, oh, I'm in my safe, my comfort zone, creates the anxiety and creates the disconnect and the almost like a cognitive dissonance. We're not, we know we're not happy, but we, but we can't explain and we can't move forward and we're stuck, which is making us unhappy. It's just, it's just an interesting place to be in. So you said when you are asked to do things, you now say yes. Yeah. Which makes you feel like you're going to puke. And I think I've shared that my instinct is to say yes. And I'm fine with it until about a week before or three days before. And then I'm like, why did I say yes to this thing? I'm this makes me nervous and anxious. And, but honestly, what you just said is once you do the thing, whatever that thing is, you feel like, Oh, like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this thing. And we have to remember the, the fear is just showing up literally to keep us safe. And like you said, it's that familiar place. It's the unknown, the uncertainty. And, and for me, it's, it's been kind of fun to embrace it. So give us as a, an example of some things that have been the most outside of your comfort zone. Like you're, after you did it, your like body feels weak and you think, how did I even do that? I mean, obviously public speaking is, is like my, my nemesis, my, my like scary spider. I hate yeah. spiders. And can I just say when we, when I first started doing this with you, you said you, you point blank said, I will never do public speaking because I hate it. (laughs) And guess what? Where are you now? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's just, that is, that is the thing for me. Um, And I just say yes anyways. 
things. And, you know, it's, it's scary, but I do know that that's just a, an awesome way to, to like connect with people and just share your message. Um, so if that's, and it's really interesting because I still say, I don't want to do it. If I'm being honest, like, yes, I would say yes to it, but I still have these visions of me, like standing in front of people with a mic on. And I hate admitting that out loud. So I'm like, obviously this is some kind of calling for me that I'm resistant to, but it is, it's just a fear. So it's like really interesting that I have those visions. I'm like, can you go away? Like, you're not supposed to come into my brain. I'm very resistant to that. So, but has it gotten any easier as you've done it multiple times? Um, well, I'll let you know. I'm just going to do an event in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and how are you feeling about that since it's looming? Um, well, one thing I did tell myself is obviously I know the topic I'm speaking on. So, you know, that's one thing is really being knowledgeable and about what I'm sharing. Um, also, just adding breath work in to my daily routine has helped my nervous system so much. That's why some of the bigger things I try to say only yes to a couple because I felt like my first event, it kind of like wrecked my nervous system. I felt like, and I got sick and, but I wasn't consistent with breath work then. Now I can use that breath work to see myself in a situation, visualize it going right, um, relax my body. And there's so many ways that I can do that. Um, just to be able to show up and hopefully be more present, not have that like blackout moment, like words are just coming out. That's, that's the goal. <laughs> well, and, and what you've just explained, because this, not that it's a, it's not a negative trauma, but we're creating this intense reaction to stress. Um, but you're, you're creating a toolkit, a tool bag of coping skills. And some people, maybe it isn't breath work, but it's journaling or it's meditation or it's prayer or it's exercise or whatever it is before the event. It comes from our toolkit of what we know works for us. So, you know, that taking those moments and that time to center yourself and calm yourself is so good for you. And it helps you cope, which means that you don't get sick from it because your cortisol level is not rocking the house, right? Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have to check back in after that. And I have to say, um, I have done so many things in the last three years that have really pushed me outside my comfort zone from starting a nonprofit to writing grants, to presenting to 250 people in a room, to, you know, meeting people just all over the place and asking for donations. I mean, that used to be something that would make my skin crawl. And now I, I just feel like I'm, this is for our cause to help others and frontline workers and blessing it forward. This isn't about me. So I can ask on the, on behalf of my organization and it's not personal. Like if they say no, that's okay. It's not, I'm not going to take it personal, but I'm so passionate about what I'm doing that that doesn't hold me back anymore where it would have held me back in the past. Like things I would have held back on me, maybe meeting some new people because of this status or that status or this thing or that thing. And now it just really, there is no holding back because we all put our pants on one leg at a time. We all wipe our backsides, right? We're all human. Um, nobody's better than others. And, and it's just, that kind of helps me wrap my head around getting out of my comfort zone. So where do you want to start for your topic on how to get, how do we start this process of getting out of our comfort zone? Well, that's why I started with that, because honestly, I think the fear can just 
be in the way so much that you don't take any steps. I mean, it took me, I would say I could have, I mean, the journey is the journey, right? But I feel like I could have started sooner, but I let fear hold me back so much. Or I had these stories about me and who I was, or the fact that I don't like speaking in front of people, or am I not smart enough? Am I not this? Am I not that? Like we can let those fears really hold us back, but in the growth, I think what is something that's really cool. And, um, I found this information, but, um, by trying new things and taking on challenges, the brain actually adapts and forms new neural connections, which I know we saw Caroline leaf, and she does a lot of the studies on this kind of stuff. So she's obviously the expert. But I just thought that was really fascinating because we get stuck in these stories of maybe who we were, but today's a new day. I get to rewrite the chapter, the book, whatever you want to call it. So if I say I want to do X and I want to share my story, yeah, it might be scary, but I get, I get to choose that. Now I just have to look at what are the steps I need to take to get there. And we're going to talk about another episode in goal setting, but I just think starting there and knowing that you can rewrite your story is so powerful. Yeah. And I think even the basic biology is, is amazing that our brains are that elastic and can grow and change and we can create new paths in our, in our brain systems. And that is something that helps us get out of the fact that we're stuck because any one of us, I mean, even if someone has a traumatic brain injury, they work with that person and, and utilize, I mean, I think we only use like 20 or 30% of our brain. I mean, that's a lot of brain that's not being used. And so reworking and utilizing. So even if, if we're not having, even having a traumatic injury, we're just utilizing new spaces in our brain. I think that's great. I think it's really important that any one of us can change. And we both believe that being a therapist and a coach, we believe every single one of us can change. That's why we do our profession, right? We help others recognize and gain insight and be able to change. So as far as, um, you know, you talked about why we don't change fear, uncertainty, lack of motivation, you know, those things get in the way, but how do you start? What's your starting point? For well, you? I think you have to start with what do you really want? I was going to say, what are you passionate about? What is a passion? And you got to, you got to be willing to be honest. I think sometimes people are afraid to say it and you got to find like-minded friends to say it to. Um, This is a topic I would definitely do with breath work, but knowing what you really want and not being afraid of going big, don't play small just because you think you can't say it to the person across from you, or you're like, oh shit, can I really achieve that? If you're thinking it, it's on your heart for a reason. I always say that because it's true and it's going to keep showing up. So I think starting with what do you really want? And am I willing to feel the discomfort and do it anyways? Right. And, you know, you mentioned think big. And I think that's really great. What what we want to say, what we want to do, what we want to, you know, like for me, write a book, whatever that's been saying and coming up over and over again. But it's also, and this is an important piece of this, recognizing and embracing the journey. You know, we're not gonna, we we can't go to point from point A to Z. We go from point A to B to C, and we grow on the each other thing. And so we set those, and we're gonna talk about this with our next one. But mini goals, so it's not, so we're not setting ourselves up to fail. So yes, we're thinking big, but it's a journey, and we're gonna embrace each each step of that journey. 
Um, I think another thing is too, like I, you know, with the internet and being able to see what other people are doing, it's also looking at people for inspiration and knowing they're just in a different chapter of their journey. Like you might have to start somewhere different just because someone you admire is this huge, you know, doing really big things, but they've probably been doing it for 15 years and maybe going back and seeing if you can find them even on a podcast to hear where they started. I think that's so important because sometimes in the beginning we're like, Oh, but I'm doing it wrong. Cause I don't have this. Like a lot of coaches do like big memberships or this or that. It's like, no, but where do I start? Mm -hmm. And that's part of the research part too. What do you want? you know, what do you want to do? Look into it a little bit. And then, then for me, the next step is literally take action, take a step forward, start somewhere. I think another, another thought for the discovery piece though, before is like really asking yourself, what are the real limitations you're putting on yourself? Because sometimes we got to get real, real honest with ourselves about what are the limitations and why are we putting them there? Because we got to do the self-discovery as we're taking action. So we really show up for the action and, and know where it's going to be uncomfortable. And, you know, sometimes too, and I think I've mentioned this before sometimes, and again, this is goes back to another step is being around like-minded people. But I remember in the beginning when I was going to start a nonprofit, I reached out to um, a friend friend of a friend who's an attorney, high powered attorney, you know, all over the country. And he basically patted me on the head and said, well, it's really hard to start a nonprofit. I don't know if it's really something for you and, you know, cost this and cost that, you know? And so I looked elsewhere and ended up coming up with my youngest member of our board, who is a 20 something college student said, well, why don't you use, utilize the college, um, the, the kids that are going to school for to become attorneys and there's it's run by an attorney and it's called the seed program program and they did it for free and i found another way so sometimes when you hit that roadblock it doesn't mean it's the end it means okay maybe i need to think outside the box outside the comfort zone it was comfort comfortable for me to go to a friend and say hey would you consider helping me or is this something that you think is good and when they say no okay see ya i'm gonna try something else then i didn't give up I think the old me might've given up, but at this point I'm not giving up. Okay. So is there anything else in the discovery before we do the step forward stuff? Well, I think we got to touch on to the confidence piece because you might feel like, oh, I need to be more confident in this thing to start, but that's not true. The confidence is going to come in the action, in the doing. And I think that right there is another roadblock is overthinking that. And, you know, we both are overthinkers. So making sure that we're not overthinking it and the lack of confidence or the lack thereof, you're right. It comes with the doing. And, 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 you know, just saying this, I always talk to my clients about, you know, integrity is you say something and you follow it through with actions. The actions are the most important piece. It's not the talk. I mean, the talk, Anybody can say anything and it doesn't mean anything without the actions. And so when we say we're going to do something and we follow it through with our actions, we are building our own integrity and trust for ourselves. And that builds self-esteem and confidence. Yeah. And knowing, um, I think perfectionism can set in because it's like, we're afraid to do things messy, but I think that's part of the growing 
even sometimes personally, like for content creation, putting stuff online, there's a lot of times where I feel a little insecure about it. Um, and it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to put it out there anyways, because that is the only way I'm going to make the connections. If, if I'm not putting stuff out there, just like the podcast, so if we would have never started, we would have never connected with the amazing women that we've connected with. So it's allowing it to feel a little messy yeah, and put it out there. And I, I think that goes along with another thing that I would have in the list of how do we, how do we get out of our comfort zone is cultivating that positive mental attitude. You know, it's looking at every situation and challenge with optimism, you know, and we can have compassion for ourselves if, if we do fail. And we, what do we always say? Fail is a catalyst to change and growth. So those failures help us. Like I said, with my friend who was an attorney, I turned the corner and did something different and look at those challenges as opportunities. Like I did with that. Um, and, and all those failures that may come along as lessons, you know, that is something I've learned from, and changing those negative beliefs into positive and being optimistic. So that positive mindset helps us also build confidence. Even if I would even say, even when I fail, cause we're going to, when we're trying something new, we are going to fail to some level. Even when I fail, I'm going to take this as a lesson and I'm going to keep moving forward and learn from what I just experienced. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. You're embracing the learning along the way. And I think if you let that, it can actually be fun. I really love learning. I love learning about business. I love learning about the topics I work with my clients. Um, so I think embracing the learning can be really cool too. And, and keeping that no matter how successful somebody is, I think the most successful people still say, you know, I mean, I've been a therapist for 28, I don't know how many years. And I still say, I learn from every single individual that I come in contact with, whether they're three years old or 103 years old or anything in between, everybody has something positive that I can learn from and use down the road for myself or for somebody else. I mean, I've had so many clients teach me things about my own self, which is kind of, you know, they're coming to me and I'm having the secondary benefit of I'm learning through their eyes. Again, that vicarious learning. So I think that's always something to keep in mind too. You can learn from anyone and everyone that you come in contact with. Absolutely. I think that's a fun part about our jobs of working with people is you do, you learn so much about other people, how they handle things. I love just even paying attention to the way things do way people do things, the way they show up for their comfort, how to get out of their comfort zone or how they take action. It's, it's really interesting to see the way different people do it. Mm-hmm. You know, this, I don't know why this just popped in my head, but, um, I was watching football last night with my husband. We watch a lot of football and um, it was when it was Cincinnati against New York and and it was um, Hamlin coming into the stadium for the first time after he had that heart attack. And, and, you know, I was watching all the, you know, when you watch football, they're all in uniforms. You can't really tell who's who. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, yeah, that his story is great, but every single one of those people in that field have a story and every single one of us have a story. You know, it's that human connection that everybody has something that we can, you know, if we can take the time to appreciate that. Um, I just think, I know this is kind of outside the topic of our comfort zone, but maybe not. I mean, our comfort zone is you don't be intimidated by people, whoever they are, or think you're better than people, whoever they are, because we're all, we all have a story um, that's important. So um, another thing that, that we've already touched on a little bit is, is 
hanging out with like-minded people. I sort of alluded to that with, if you don't get the answers or the inspiration or the feedback or the affirmation from somebody or a group of people, then maybe you're not in the right group of people and finding that connection, joining a group or a small business group or the chamber of commerce or a volunteer opportunity where you're being around people who are having kind of that same love for humans, love for people, want to help, want to grow, want to aspire to better. You know, I think you've done that many times and you've even found groups that you thought were going to be the right group for you that you end up saying, you know, it's not really my group. They're not my people. Well, I think this is actually something that came up for me this morning. So it's funny you're bringing this up because I am in, I'm just in a different season of life. And I think we also have to be okay with the seasons that we are in. Um, you know, when I was like a new mom and single mm-hmm. with babies, I was in a different season, but I often feel now with the season I'm in, yes, I'm still working on my health stuff. So I can't work like 10 hours a day, but I feel like I'm in a season of like, let's freaking go. I have big goals and I don't want to downplay that. Like I want to find like-minded people that also have big lofty goals and aren't afraid to say them out loud of what it is they want. Um, but that is something I do feel like I often kind of downplay because I have other seasons and that's, that's okay. I love the seasons they're in. Oh yeah. I mean the commonality and, and, and again, that's, we've talked about this before too. Friendships definitely can ebb and flow, um, or, or even business acquaintances. I mean, the people I used to be in contact with all the time were fellow coworkers at, at the agency I worked for. And, you know, seven, eight, nine years have passed. You know, I, sometimes they'll call me for a referral or I'll call them for a referral, but they're, you know, the season is over. I'm not hanging out. That's a whole different part of my life. And now I'm cultivating all these different things, um, which I'm so thankful that starting my own private practice has given me more time to do the things like our podcast or to do, I mean, I did them even when I was working, but it was harder. And now I have more freedom. I have time to research. I have time to reach out and, um, and do more of my, my nonprofit and my other volunteer opportunities. You know, I'm, I miss some of that, my friends and some of the interactions and even my clients of back in the day, but I'm so appreciative of where I'm at now. And I can't wait to see where we go from here. Yeah. No, I agree. But that is something like I, I was just thinking about this morning. I'm like, so it's okay. You just find, like you said, either new support system, new groups, new friends um, that align with those different things. But then I still also, I'm going to have the friends and the, the parents that I talk with or am around because my kids are in different sports and activities. So I think it's allowing yourself to kind of have those different circles. Um, because I do love to dream and I love to talk about it and I love to talk about business. So it's finding those people that are like, yeah, let's freaking go. I'm in that season too, you know? Yeah. And I think you mentioned this a little bit ago about being perfectionism, you know, with getting out of the comfort zone, another key, key component is just having fun with it. You know, leaving your ego at the door, you're not going to be perfect. We've got it. We're learning and growing, but discovering the joy of experiencing new things. And you mentioned that, but I love that. Like, have fun. Even yeah. if it's stressful, it's good stress. We've talked about distress, which is negative stress and you stress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, good stress. Like 
you know, starting a new job or having a baby or making new friends. It's stressful, but it's good stress. So having fun with it, even though it's stressful, it's good stress. And oh yeah. I can tell when I get in that little bit of a rut, I will ask myself, cause I always do myself like check-ins. And that is something I say, like, is this fun right now? Or how can I make it more fun? Um, cause I do think that has to be part of it. Like we said, it's a journey, this, so it has to be fun. And it is a mindset really, because, you know, the last couple of fundraisers I've done and I've had to create baskets and I was actually almost like dread. Oh my gosh, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And then when I started into it, I love it. So why am I saying that to myself? Is it just habit, you know, that negative talk? And because I enjoy what I'm doing, I need to embrace the fact that this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I enjoy. And then the night of the event, it's so much fun. Instead of looking at it with anxiety or dread, why am I dreading it? This is something I've worked for. You know, it's really changing that mindset. And I, and another thing, and you've mentioned this too, is, you know, when you have something come up and you get through it and it's a growth opportunity and it's getting outside your comfort zone, celebrate that win. Give yourself that moment to say, hey girl, good job, you know? Well done. Yeah. Cause sometimes we forget to give ourselves grace and acknowledge it. Cause we're off to the next thing, especially if you're, you're thinkers like us and we're always thinking ahead after the moment, pause and celebrate, be celebratory. This was so good. I did this. I am proud of me. It's not vain. It's affirming of ourselves. Yeah. And if you are always kind of pushing yourself for the, another goal and you're just a driven person and you're keeping on the journey, um, also knowing when you're having that next thing that feels uncomfortable or the uncertainty comes in, there's going to be some fear. I don't think, I don't know, maybe you could talk to someone who's like Tony Robbins. I don't know. Someone that everyone feels like, Ooh, they've made it. I'm sure he probably still has some fears in life. Those don't, you don't just like get rid of all fears and, and fear. I mean, again, it's that fight or flight. That's not a bad thing. That's what athletes get into when they're going out onto the court. And most of them or an actor, they'll all say, I still get that butterfly feeling. Cause that's the fight or flight that's getting us in the zone. You know, we can say it's nerves, but it's also our body hyped up to do our best performance. So they're, they're going to get anybody's going to get a little bit butterfly, even if they've done it a thousand times, because that's getting our mind in the zone. I also want to say too, getting yourself out of your comfort zone and trying new things. The benefit also, as far as other than growth is it builds resiliency. We're able to strengthen those muscles of resiliency and grow, continue to grow and feel like things can, and things are going to keep coming, but I can work through this. And it also, we talked about the journey, but you know, the goal is self-actualization for, for if we're a healthy evolved person, we want to be the best version of ourselves. That's actualization, right? But like we said, we have to look at the journey because nobody's going to ever be self-actualized completely. And we'll never reach that lofty goal. I mean, Mother Teresa, Gandhi, those kind of people that, you know, they were the, the pinnacle of, of human, but we want to try to reach towards that goal. And the journey is what's important. And we've already said that, but I just wanted to reinforce that too, that that is such a, a cool piece if we can just celebrate every step of the way. Well, yeah. And learning to put yourself in like getting out of your comfort zone, there's risk-taking that's you're learning to embrace change. There's like so many other benefits for you as a person and personal growth overall, when you're learning to embrace change, take risk, get out of your comfort zone. That's like massive growth. Mm -hmm. And just for me, one last thing, I, I found this, you know, growth circle, like a little pie chart thing. 
And it talks about the, the comfort zone where we're comfortable and it's easy and the fear zone where we're finding excuses and we're not taking the step. And then the learning zone where we're embracing change and in our mistakes. And then you get into the growth zone, which we are finding purpose in life and we're living our dreams and we're living our values and we're conquering our objectives. And that's where we want to be. But if you listen to that comfort zone is the very beginning, comfort, fear, learning, and growth. It takes a while and it takes a process to get to that outer layer of where, where the growth happens, where the good stuff happens, where the juju is. No, I love that. And because you could look at it and say, okay, so where am I? I love if that. I the next level, you can say, okay, so in this level, what, what are some things I could do? So I guess, you know, the fear zone is the second level. So it's not a bad place to be because it's making you uncomfortable because you're thinking about growth. But I would ask our listeners, where are you? Are you sitting in your comfort zone because it's easy? Are you in the fear zone, but afraid to take the step? Are you in the learning zone where you're learning new things and growing and stepping out? Or are you in the growth zone where you are embracing your dreams? So I think that's a good question for our listeners to maybe process and see where they're at. Yeah. And we can share that image on social media. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Anything else you want to add on this? This was a good, a good topic. Oh gosh, just find your like-minded friends, say the things out loud, get the accountability and take one action step today. Even if it's small, even if you're chunking it down, what is the very first step? Absolutely. Baby steps. And so today we say, say, well, yes, to getting out of your comfort zone.